Hey everyone, it's Tara with The Road to 90. Today it's just me, Justin couldn't be here, uh, but thank you for still tuning in. I have a great message for you guys. Today, I just want to get right into the message. It's going to be short, simple, and sweet. It is the part your mouth plays um, in your life. Well, I could go on for hours on this message. I love, this is my favorite message of, uh, probably because faith is what I like to preach about and the, what's the greatest way we use our faith is with our mouth. So I love to teach faith. I love to teach about the part your mouth plays. You know, when I first became a Christian, the first thing that somebody gave me, like the first book, first of all, before I was a Christian, I never read, uh, So those who say, I don't like to read, well, ask God to put that desire into you because that's a godly desire to read, especially his word. I've never read a book in my life. Someone gave me this book and I'm talking, I was a baby Christian and it, it was the creative tongue, the power of the creative tongue. And it changed my life. You know, I have a, so much history before I was a Christian. I can't even get into it because I had just so much God's delivered me from. But one of the things that the first thing I started changing when I came to Radcliffe and started coming to Abundant Life Church was my mouth. And I really saw how God really did work my life when I got my words right. So I have this book and I just want to talk about like in Genesis, when it says that God said, let there be light or God, when it talks about that, when God breathed, the spirit into man. It says he took Adam and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life, that breath, that word, the breath or breathed. Um, it's like the Hebrew or Greek word. I'm not really sure. And I'm not the best at Hebrew and Greek, but it means Ruach R what is it? R U A C H. And what it is, it's like spirit and breath. God breathed that in to Adam. Well, that same spirit is still alive in us today. And there's power in that. And every time you talk, what are you doing? You're breathing. You're creating stuff with your mouth. Your mouth really does have the power to create. And that is so crazy to some people, but it is so true. If you could just grab a hold of the spiritual concept of your mouth was to create and your life is like a tree. The Bible calls us trees, many in many scriptures and the fruit of your mouth is what satisfies you. Your tree, the fruit hanging off the tree is from your mouth. Are you walking around as a bitter tree with fruit, a bitter fruit for everyone around you to grab onto? Or are you using your words to have a sweet tree where you're ble- you're a blessing to everyone around you because of your words? Your life, if you look around at your life right now, Everything you have is a result of your mouth, whether it's the husband, uh, his character. The Bible says a woman, a wise woman makes her home and, and the foolish one tears it down by her own hands. So what does that mean? The woman has the power to build up her home. How does a woman build up her home? She speaks life. When you're, when her husband is acting a fool or acting like a kid. And I remember when I first moved here, I, I would call the ladies at church and I say, Lord, help me. My husband is, is my third kid. Like he is the biggest kid I have. How do I raise this kid? And they said, well, first, every time your husband acts like that, say, I thank you, God, that I have a man of wisdom. I thank you that I, my husband's a strong leader. 
And I started to real like use my faith and really speak that over my husband, regardless of what I saw. And today I can say with full confidence, my husband is a man of wisdom. He's not perfect, but he is a man. He's a, so much better than what he was 12 years ago, especially as a leader of this family. But it started with my mouth. A wise woman builds her home. You know, I, one time I was asking the Lord and this is how, you know, we're not going to get on judgment day. We're not going to get on judgment day and God's going to say, cause it says we will be judged for every idle word. And, and it's going to say, okay, when he opens up the books to judge us, he's like, okay, Tara, you said this, this, and this, um, I don't think, but I was just joking in that moment is going to be a good enough answer to give to God. Um, Oh, you really meant it was that serious, God? Like, we really had to watch our word? Yes, it's that serious. To the point where one day I was really praying and I was like, Lord, why is my house always a mess? Like, it's not like I'm a lazy stay-at-home mom that sleeps all day. Like, my house is legit always a mess and I'm always cleaning. My kids are always cleaning. Like, I feel sometimes guilty that I, like, rob my kids' childhood because I make them clean so much. And I'm like, what is it? Because I don't want to have a messy house. And he's like, well, Tara, you'd walk around all day singing, oh my gosh, this house is such a mess to your family at least 30 times a day. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. So now I have to walk around and be like, oh, I thank you God that my house is always clean, even as I'm cleaning. And some people might think that's silly, but on judgment day, I'm not going to be the one that say, um, Hey, I took your word actually really serious, even to the point where I would speak those things aren't as if they were, you know, you think about the story in the Bible of Jesus when the guy was like, my daughter, can you please come help my daughter? And as he was on his way to help the guy's daughter, the woman with the issue of blood touched him and, and all the crowd came and said, Hey, don't worry about it, Jesus. She's already dead. What did Jesus say? She ain't dead. She's just sleeping. And what did everybody do? Everybody mocked him. Like Jesus done, this is what they were saying. Jesus done lost his mind. This girl is dead. We've seen her dead. She, everybody knows she's dead, but here we have Jesus who is so spiritual and done lost his mind saying she's already, she's only asleep. Well, it says she, that they crowd mocked Jesus for speaking those things, uh, that aren't as if they were, that's what Jesus was doing. He was using his faith and he was speaking those things that were not visible to our eyes. Right. He's like, listen, and he, and as, as much as they mocked him and said, Jesus, she's really dead. She, like, I know you, you have this faith. Like, I know you, you speak those things. I like, we know this, but in Jesus, in this case, she's really dead. And he said, no, 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 she's only sleeping. So he walked in and what? He picked the little girl up and he said, get up. And guess what? She was only sleeping. So even when the people mock you, you can't, who cares if people say, oh, you take that faith thing too serious or who cares when everybody says your kids are so bad and your kid is acting bad. And in that moment, you look at your child and say, you are the most obedient child I have ever seen. Who cares if people think you're crazy? Work your faith. It, you know, the disciples said, Hey, what can we do for more faith? And I still hear Christians all the time. Glory, give me more faith. And it's like, that's unbiblical because you don't need more faith. The size of a mustard seed can move mountains. Like you don't need more faith. You just need to use what you have. Just like you don't need more money. Just use what you have. And then it'll grow. 
you walk into the gym and you use a five pound weight when you first start out. But if a year later, if you're still using a five pound weight, okay, we need to reevaluate some things because obviously you're doing something wrong. So your faith should naturally grow if you're working it. If you're not working it, it's not going to grow. So I just went on about that. And I'm totally being led by the Holy Ghost right now. I have very few notes. Um, I have this thing. I was going to give an offering message one time. And it was about words because I felt like I was praying. And I, and I heard the Holy Ghost say, like, Tara, I have so much blessings for you. But the blessing, it's like a faucet. I have like a faucet overflowing in your life turned on just the blessings are running over you and your family but it's clogged because of your words there is a part in the bible there's a part of life that you do and there's a part that god does god has already did everything for us but we got to get our mouth right the bible says in job agree with god and things will go well with you well how do you agree with god you speak his word So as you're speaking his word and you're agreeing with him, then that faucet of heaven won't be clogged. The blessings will pour out over your life, but it's up to you in your words, whether you agree with that or not. Your words have the power. The Bible says it's like a ship, like the rudder of a ship. It controls everything. It's the power of death and life. And really, so it's like words is like stretching. It's like common sense, like, hey, God, it's that one thing that nobody wants to do. You know, we have people in the gym and and our trainer all the time tells us, hey, are you stretching? You need to stretch. And we're like, oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're stretching very casually. But it really is the most important part of working out. And it's the least one that anybody wants to do because they think it's not important. But your words is like stretching. It is the most important part of your life to the point where it says death and life are in the power of your tongue. James says, who can control the tongue? They'd be perfect. That is how important your tongue is. And there's a part that God does, which, and there's a part that you do. And your part is getting your mouth right. So don't have that welfare mentality where, and I used to have that welfare mentality as a Christian where I was dealing with fear for years. And I'm not talking about like fear, like, oh, I'm scared of the dark. It was like fear. Like I have to go to the hospital right now and take some type of pill because I'm, I'm full blown panic attack. And this, and this was during a spirit filled Christian. I was a spirit filled Christian. This was like 2018. I would have panic attacks and I would call the ladies and they'd come lay their hands on me. I'd go to the altar and they'd come lay hands on me. And I was I'm doing everything I can to have everybody else do it for me. But God told me, Tara, until you start speaking that fear away, it's never going to leave. Because at 2 a.m., uh, those women can't come to your house when that fear comes. You're going to have to get up, stop wanting everybody to do something for you, and start speaking that fear away. You have to do the work. A welfare mentality Christian wants everybody to do it away. You don't need a power encounter. You need a truth encounter. What is a truth encounter? Speaking the word out of your mouth. That's what you have to do. You will eat the harvest of your tongue. That's what the Bible says. Um, You will be satisfied from the fruit of your lips. Whatever you're speaking is what you will have. Jesus said it in red letters. You will have what you say. Is it really that serious? Yes, it really is that serious. Um, You know, I think about my house and I will share this on part two of the house testimony. But I remember once we moved into the house, I thought the faith walk was over. 
I was like, oh, wow, we got the house. Now I can relax. No, that's when the faith journey just started. And I remember Justin lost his job after we moved into the house. So now we are living in my dream home with zero income. Oh my God, if you only knew what my mouth wanted to say. My mouth wanted to to complain and grumble and gripe and speak doubt. I was, I was so confused. God, why would you bring us here just this far just to leave us? I wanted to say it so bad, but this is what God taught me. When you really want something, you'll watch your mouth. I really wanted this house and I really didn't want to lose it. So every time those thoughts would come, uh, you're going to lose everything. I would, the only thing I would let come out of my mouth, God, you will supply all my needs. God, you will supply all my needs. And I didn't Google that scripture. That's the scripture the Holy Ghost gave me. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Um, so hearing the word of God is Holy Ghost speak to me. Tara, I want you to use this scripture. I will supply all your needs. Yes, Lord, I got it. I didn't have a list of confessions. I didn't have 3000 scriptures. Uh, I don't even know if there's that many scriptures, but you know what I mean? I didn't have a, a study. I had one scripture, Tara, I will supply all your needs. And as I spoke that word, the power of God out of my mouth, and I agreed with him in that moment, as I continued to agree with him, he supplied every need I had because he is faithful. He is not a liar. Listen, your mouth and your feet got a match. So you can say all day long, I believe in God, but if you're not activating it, especially in your actions, the Bible says faith without works is dead. I can say, Lord, I trust you all day, but if you're going to hold on to your money and you don't, I can't give you an offering this month, Lord. I know I trust you to supply all my needs, but I got to pay this bill. Um, or I got to do this. I got to do that. Lord, I need groceries. Listen, tithe and offering comes first. I don't care what anyone says. It's not just your tithe. It's offering too. You have to purpose in your heart an offering. That's where the blessing is. That's where faith is. You know, when you give offerings, you're always living in faith. I'm not talking about lousy tipping God, giving him some money here and there. I'm talking about you purpose in your heart. God, this is the amount of money I'm bringing you. You know, I remember one time, talk about multiplying God. I remember back when our pastor years, a couple years ago, pastor Terry, he would from the altar speak a lot about God stretching his gas. And I watched his faith journey. Um, over the years, he would say, Lord, I thank you for stretching my gas. And he really believed that God would stretch his gas. And I believed it too. He went from that to speaking a whole million dollar building into his life, into our life. That's where his faith journey started. And I remember I was like, me, we're on prepay electric and we didn't have money for our electric. And I was like, oh my goodness, could God really um, stretch my electric? Yes, he did by four days. Four days we should not have electric on, but yet our electric was on and, and we weren't, um, what's it called? Like stingy with our electric. I, don't, I, I caught myself walking around, hey kids, turn all these lights off because that was fear. Like, oh my God, we're going to lose our electric. Now, I'm not saying you just should leave your lights on when you're, when you're not home and just be careless. But when you're home, you shouldn't be afraid to use your lights because of the bill. If you're home, use your resources. So I caught myself out of fear, constantly telling the kids, turn off all these lights. Oh my gosh, why are these lights on? And, and it was just fear talking. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Either Lord, I'm going to trust you that you're going to stretch this electric or you're not. So Lord, thank you for stretching this electric. 
And he was stretching it. He, God can do anything. Do not put him in a box and definitely don't let fear rob you. So, um, let's see the just shall live by faith. God cares more about your faith than your finances. And he, you know, the best way to live by faith in the Bible, it talks a lot about gold. Uh, it relates your faith to gold. Like faith is more precious than gold. Um, even in revelations, when he's talking to the lukewarm church, he says, I count, you think you're rich? No, you're poor. I counsel you to buy from me the real gold, which he, what is he talking about? Faith. You think you, you think you have faith, but you really don't know how much faith you have until you, I'm not saying you have to lose it all, but when you have a million dollars sitting in your bank, it's really easy to say, Oh God, you're such a prosperous God. Or I thank you God for prospering me. Oh God, I thank you for money. Look, trust me. It's really easy. But what about when you have nothing? What about when everything's gone? Is God still a prosperity? Uh, preacher. I'm sorry about these texts coming in. I do not know how to silence them. I'm on the mic, but is God still a prosperity God when, when it doesn't look like it? Or is God only a prosperity God when your bank account's full? You have to ask yourself that there's been many times I feel like me and Justin have had to start over and you know what we've done it. We've done it once. He's done it once for us. He'll do it again. It's like we started from the bottom many times. We've made a lot of mistakes, but you know what? We're never going to give up because we know who our faith is in and it's in God. Whether we have a little or whether we have a lot, our faith is in God. Our faith is not in our job. Our faith is in our giving because there's so many scriptures that says give and you shall be given back to you. Just like Oral Roberts said, if you can learn to live off the nubbins for the first in five years, you will have a great return. That's a gardening story. Um, if you have never heard me talk about it, you will have what you say. That is, if you, we could break down any, anything I said today is you will have what you say. What are you saying in your life? What are you saying over your finances? What are you saying over your husband? What are you saying over, um, just the way people, you know, I heard Stacy say at the beginning of the year, she's going to use 2024. She's not going to say anything bad about anybody. Every, anything that comes out of her mouth is only going to be edifying to people. And I was thinking, what a great way to live. What a great way to use what God gave me, which is my tongue to be a blessing. You know, I want to be a blessing to people. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt people, especially with my mouth. Um, and I definitely don't want to use my mouth to agree with the devil. You know, like Pastor Terry was saying, being imitators of God, how Elijah, everyone's like, oh, he sounds just like you. Yeah, you within five minutes, you can tell a person who who their father is because there's not one father in the Bible. There's two fathers. The Bible says there is a father of lies, Satan. And you can tell within five minutes who's been spending time with the father, Satan, or who's been spending time with Father God. Within five minutes, you speak in doubt, unbelief, then you've been listening to Satan too long. You've been spending too much time with Satan. Go spend time with the father, the real father, the father of truth, Jehovah, the father of Jesus, our God, get in his word, start speaking his word, start spending time with him and you will start talking like him. You know, my mom, she passed away when I was 21, but she wrote me so many letters throughout her life. I have so many letters, handwritten letters from my mom. And every once in a while, every couple of years, I'll get them out to read them. Every letter she wrote me is encouraging. And all it does is talk about uh, how I pray that God 
that God would touch you, that you will keep God in your life. And you know, it's crazy. My mom never got to see me living this Christian life. She died before she got to see the blessing. But I see all of her prayers and all of these letters that she left me. And every prayer that she wrote is happening in my life now. God is honoring her prayers. But as I read these letters, I can hear her voice. I hear her voice. I have no recordings of my mom's voice. She's not here. We didn't have cell phones and iPhones and home videos. I can't, I haven't heard my mom's voice in 13 years, but I bring these letters out and I hear her voice so clearly. It's like she's talking to me. That's how the word of God is. You can get, you can learn God so much by being with him and being in his word that you know his voice so clearly. Uh, as you're reading his word, you can hear his voice. And that's why when he speaks to you, the Holy Ghost speaks to you, you know, his voice, the Bible says my sheep know my voice. So yes, that's how you learn his voice. You spend time with him and you read his word. Okay, so um, when Jesus comes back, he's looking for faith. He's not looking for a full bank account. He's looking for faith. And mind you, I am a prosperity preacher, so I do believe in full bank accounts. I believe in very full bank accounts, but I also believe that is not ever to take the place of faith. Your faith is precious to God. It pleases God, and it is what he's looking for when he comes back. So how do you live in faith? You have to give largely of your money. It just is what it is. The Bible says you cannot serve God of mammon and um, Jesus or at the same time. So you always have to be conscious of, am I trusting in my money or am I trusting in God? Can I give this large offering or no? You know, challenge yourself with your money. That's faith. That is faith. What Abel, Abel made it in the hall of fame because he gave the best of his, he gave the best. He sacrificially gave. That's what he did. Okay. So I think I am, um, you know, I'm just kind of looking through some of these notes I have. They're not even notes. It's just um, I go through my life and I feel the Holy Ghost speak to me. I'm like, oh, that that's a really good. Let me write that down. So um, let's see. Everyone. So I train many people. I wrote this note down. I train many people. I'm a I'm a I've been training people in the gym for two years and I train many people. So many people give up. Uh, there's been a lot of people that gave up over the years because they don't see the results as quickly as they think. And I, I try to tell them, I try to encourage them, but you just can't help those people who don't want to listen or I don't know what their problem is, but you try to encourage them. Hey, listen, weight loss is a journey and weight loss and getting fit is a lifestyle. It's not going to happen overnight. Anything that happens overnight is not worth having. But I'm like, listen, I tell everyone when I first start training them, I'm like, listen, this is, they're always so happy the first month. And I'm like, yes, this is great. But I'm going to tell you their discouragement and uh, is coming. So be prepared. Everybody I train is prepared for it. And they guess what? They always come to me about a month later. Oh, I'm just not feeling it. I don't see the results. And they want to go, I don't know, do some shortcut, take a pill or starve themselves. And I'm like, listen, please don't do that. Because when you are on a journey of, especially when you do stuff the right way, it's time. It takes time sometimes. So like losing weight, 
you your body first burns the fat that's around your organs because that's the dangerous fat that's the fat that has to go fast so what i'm trying to say is when you're working out and doing this lifestyle change the change happens on the inside first nobody can see just like when you sow your money it takes time it's like a seed that's growing you don't see it you just keep doing the work keep doing the work and trust that it's working and one day out of nowhere the plant is just gonna burst up and you're going to be able to eat the harvest of it. Just like with weight loss, one day you're going to wake up and be like, man, I'm so thankful I never gave up. I'm so grateful I didn't let what I see stop me. What I see discouraged me. Because like your body does the internal work first because that's what's most needed. The fat around your organs needs to go first before the fat on the outside goes. Because the fat on your organs is what's going to kill you, the unseen. People don't see how strong their heart gets. We don't have an x-ray machine or whatever machine that'll show them their heart health. They just say, oh, my belly fat's not gone. Well, look how much stronger your heart is. Your heart can, you can actually run for 10 minutes now before you couldn't run for 10 seconds. The people don't care about the things that aren't seen. They only want, they only want to see it. They want to see it and they'll take any shortcut they can to get there. And that's dangerous in life. So when you go to plant your money in the word of God, just be mindful that do not grow weary and well doing for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. So be mindful of that, that some things take time. And I know that God is, is in the business of acceleration, but there's some things you just need to learn. And maybe one of them is being patient. The Bible says, let patient patience run its perfect course. So you will be perfect, lacking nothing. So don't take any shortcuts in life. Keep planning your money. There's been many people who come to us and tell us, hey, maybe you should reevaluate your money, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you should stop giving here, stop giving there. And we're like, no, we can't. We just can't. We know what God told us and this is what God told us. We're on the road to 90 and we're going to we're going to fund the kingdom with our we're going to be generous with our money, generous with our time. We're going to fund the kingdom by preaching. We're going to fund the kingdom by teaching. And we're definitely going to fund the kingdom by giving all of our resources. So anyway, I hope this encouraged you today. I know I am a fast talker because when I start talking about the word of God, I can go on for hours. I love it. It is the greatest joy of my life. So. I really hope this uh, message helped you today. If it did, comment, share, like, text me. Um, you know, I love encouragement. I it I don't depend on it, but I do enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. So especially if this helped you, just let me know. Um, so I just thank you for tuning in today, and I will see you next time on the road to 90.